Blog Talk Radio. Yeah, man, I just muted it. Oh, okay. Hi, Demarius, are you there? Yes, hey. Yes, he's. Hi. I'm uh, not sure what happened there. Anyway, uh, welcome to the show. Is Roberto Carter on? Yes, I am here. I am here. Hi. Okay. Gentlemen, thank you so much for joining me. Um, We had a little technical difficulty um, on the podcast. Anyway, I'm so excited you both are on. And um, my name is Christine Handy. I'm the author of uh, the best-selling novel, Walk Beside Me. I'm a motivational speaker, model, cancer survival, and a badass God lover. How about that? (laughs) All right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. and not nice. in any particular order um, anyway we have Roberta Carter um, welcome he is from uh, the unpopular live show which is hysterical and a must watch um, but Roberto is also um, he's also called he also refers to himself as uh, make fatherhood a trend and I asked Roberto about what his mission um, and saying this was, and, and he said, and I will quote, in African-American communities, fatherhood is obsolete. That's a powerful statement. So welcome, Roberto. So happy to have you on. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. Okay, and, and also Demarius Nelson, who is one of my favorite guests. Um, he's also from the Unpopular Live show and is, I quote, a man whose goal is to help boys and men alike through the transforming from boys to kings. We'll talk about that in a minute. That's very powerful. But he also has a blog called The Boy Toking, as in the Armed Services Reserve, a single father to a beautiful daughter and also a lover of the Lord. One of his quotes that I particularly like is, time, you can't buy it back and you can't afford to waste it. That's so true and so profound and so important. So today we're talking about – a topic called Is Society Stopping Racism or Contributing to the Division of Ethnic Groups? And I would like to start, and if you don't mind, about, and I'm going to read this quote. So the quote is from John Swinton, former managing editor of the New York Times, and I find it to be very profound about the media and the division of ethnic groups and also the authenticity of the media. The quote is, there is no such thing at this date of the world's history in America as an independent press. You know it and I know it. There is not one of you who dares to write your honest opinion. And if you did, you know beforehand that it would never appear in print. I am paid weekly for keeping my honest opinion out of the paper I am connected with. 
Others of you are paid similar salaries for similar things. And any of you who would be so foolish as to write honest opinions would be out on the streets looking for another job. If I allowed my honest opinions to appear in one issue of my paper, before 24 hours my occupation would be gone. The business of the journalist is to destroy the truth, to lie outright, to pervert, to vilify, to fawn at the feet of mammon, and to sell his country and his race for his daily bread. You know it and I know it, and what folly is this toasting an independent press? We are the tools and vessels of rich men behind the scenes. We are the jumping jacks. They pull the strings and we dance. Our talents, our possibilities, and our lives are all the property of other men. We are intellectual prostitutes. And that is John Swinton, the former managing editor of the New York Times. I'm not sure where wow. to go with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, that's, a that's a tough one. That is it. How about that? How about that, Roberta? What do you think about that quote? Well, that is, I think, is, is, uh, is blistering. You know, I think it is eye-opening for someone who doesn't know the inside workings of, you know, the media. And right. as the gentleman right. quoted, yeah, you know, he said that he is paid weekly to keep his honest opinions to himself. So, right. I mean, I think that in itself is just outright, you know, it's, it just speaks on the volume of truth that's not what, that, that they don't want to be heard. I mean, it's, I think that is ridiculous. I mean, I think that we should be able to express how we feel. I mean, it's, it's who we are to express how we feel, and we're not being allowed to do it. It's just, it's going to be in. A, re, a, re, a repeating cycle, you know, of, and I mean, I, I just, I don't know, it's overwhelming to me. That that was very, very. It's profound. That was a well, very strong and, and statement. I, yeah, that was. It's profound. And, and, sorry, and, go ahead. and, and Demarius, I'll get to you in a second, but, and, and coming mm-hmm. from such an incredible power source, right? The former right, managing right. editor of the New York Times. Right. That. So you that, have no, I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, and you, you mentioned that we all want to, you know, speak our piece and we all want to have a, a right to say how we feel. We're, we're not even talking right. about that. We're talking about a man who is in charge of the, the New York Times who, who feels he can't even oh. report the truth. Right. That is, it is definitely right? a big deal. Yes. I mean, because we look for, I mean, we look for certain things, certain avenues to be up front, you know, with us. And the news media are one of those avenues that we kind of depend on to be where we can look for truth. And, and when, you know, he comes out and says, hey, I say what they want me to say is, is blistering. So I think that's it's blistering. That's such a, that's such a great word. Yeah. Um, Demarius, what are your thoughts yeah. on that? Um, <laughs> Here yeah. we go. I feel, I feel the same <laughs> <Yeah>. way. <laughs> no, I feel the same way. I, I hate, to hear that because it it doesn't represent the people of America. It represents the one percenters to me who want you to believe whatever in order to get your money because obviously we feed into whatever we hear because it's all that we know because we don't have all seeing eyes or know everything that goes on. 
on a day-to-day basis in Washington or, I mean, wherever, even in our own community. We only go off of what we hear and see. And a lot of times that is absolutely incorrect. So, like Roberto said, it's blistering to hear. It is blistering. Especially to someone who is about, like, who likes to hear the truth, regardless if I like it or not. You know, I may not be receptive at that moment, but I'm always listening. So, you know, that's all people want is the truth. And I, and I think that, um, I think looking at Donald Trump's campaign, you know, and how he went about it, people held on to it because they felt like, hey, he was just saying what was on his mind. Like we were so ready to hear something different right. that we right. him because you wanted to hear right. what we think is the truth. Or someone who's right. willing to just say what's on their mind because so many people are intolerant to hearing the truth. So, you know, I, I definitely right. agree with that. And it's, I mean, it's not, it's profound, but it's not shocking because these are things that we've heard a long time that, oh, the newspaper, they just lie and they don't tell the truth. And, you know, they're just going to put out what they want us to hear. So it just exposes what we already had, a, mm-hmm. you know. Or- Absolutely. Well, and Demarius, you're so, um, well, going back to the topic, uh, is society stopping racism or contributing to the division of ethnic groups? Mm -hmm. I, I, let me me just, let me just say one thing. Freedom is a blood type and that's Jesus Christ dies for our sins to set us free. And, you know, biblically there, there is no, there is no race. There are different ethnic groups. Um, there, the first thing to understand in, in this discussion, in my opinion, is that there, again, there's only one race, the human race. Mm-hmm. Caucasians, Africans, Asians, Indians, Arabs, Jews, there's, there's not, they're just different, they're different ethnicities. Mm-hmm. And, and so it's unfortunate that, you know, this topic is so important and one I don't know that much about, which so you all are going to have to cover me here, but mm-hmm. I do know, you know, that Jesus is, Jesus died for our sins. Jesus died for everybody's sins. And again, freedom is a blood type. It does not matter um, anything else. So, but going back to that quote, I think that it's important to, in, and, and you, you talk about this, Demarius, in your Instagram and, and, and your show, you highlight oftentimes how the media will cover up a black life, life that was killed and highlight some idio idio crazy things like cats and a house and I, I can't remember specifically what it was but and and you said there are these two young men that was just were killed and now we're and we're talking about on the media was this other thing and it's horrifying mm-hmm. so when you look at it like that mm-hmm. there then society is not contributing and, and certainly the media is not contributing to stopping the racism it's and that is not truthful so what do you, what are your thoughts on that and and what are your thoughts on you know, you posting it and you putting it out into the world, which I think is also very important. Uh, uh, me, me and Roberto and some of my other friends, we have a lot of talks about racism. And, and we understand the outside forces that be, whether it's white or because you're Muslim or whatever the case may be. Um, if, you, if you deal with racism or African-American communi- community specifically, I think a lot of times we – like like the two boys that you you know referenced, you know I've had a conversation with my friends on the subject that I think that we let go of 
what these murders like people who are victims too fast and we move on to the next trending topic like the cat or the birth of the what, what we talk about bro the birth of the elephant the one time i mean they had it on tv all day elder giraffe yes all day waiting for the giraffe to be born but what about the little boy that just got killed like we, we sweep it under the rug too fast and i think we have to keep those people at the forefront of everything and not I know we have, we know we, I know I say a lot of times media has a lot to do with it, but us as individuals have even more. So even a bigger responsibility because, hey, we, we have the voice to voice our opinions or how we feel or to keep people like the young man in um, Balk Springs alive by being proactive on social media and in spreading that word you know, um, in, throughout society for me. Right, 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 right. And, and Roberto, how about you? How do you, how do you, um, how do you feel about this topic and how do you in your daily life, um, contribute to, you know, making it better? Okay. Well, I, I feel that, um, uh, the media is, it's a small outlet to me with, you know, with, uh, playing a role in, you know, bringing these issues to light because I feel like we all have access to social media on a daily basis, you know, uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. And if I recall correctly, you know, just to uh, kind of reiterate that fact, that our current president was elected largely by the amount of people he reached on Twitter. had nothing to do with the media. So... I feel that if we took more of a stance and, you know, we broadcasted across social media that, you know, we definitely would have a larger impact as opposed to the media anyway. So, I mean, I think the media, right. they don't do, they didn't do, they didn't do much to, you know, kind of eradicate it, but we can always do more to, you know, in, in those avenues as far as our social media outlet. And yeah, I think so, so, in my yeah, everyday, so, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. I, so you're right. It is yeah. individuals that need to carry that carry the load here. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. And I just think that you know, in my everyday life, I you know I have issues, and you know, not currently because fortunately I'm you know a, a little bit more well off than I was. But you know, I'll say maybe ten years ago. I dealt with it on a day-to-day basis, you know, as far as being singled out because of the color and, you know, the the skin tone that I had, you know, I was born with that I couldn't do anything about. And, you know, you try to turn that into a positive light. You know, you show people how to be viewed, you know, positively. You know, you want to have the younger kids or whoever, in you know, in your neighborhood do positive things so that, you know, you weren't viewed as a villain. You know, even though there's a lot of it that has nothing to do with you and it could be someone else, it's just the reality, you know, that if one person does something, we assume that each individual is that same way. So I think that right. we definitely, yeah, so that that's that's just the nature of the beast there. So Well, I, I applaud you both. I, I applaud you both, and I, I totally I agree with your opinions. And I find it so interesting that you call your show the unpopular show. 
And I think mm-hmm. that, um, I, and, 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 and it goes back to social media. And right. social media, the social media that I witness is anytime I post anything about uh, God or, um, you know, maybe not such a beautiful picture, but more of a beautiful saying, it gets very little uh-huh. light. And I think that's yes, true. That's correct. I think that's true of everything we're talking about here. It's not, it's not a sexy topic. It's not a sexy picture. It's not a, and so it's like you're, it's like the, the title of your show, the unpopular show, because you guys are talking about really important stuff. So what do you call it? Mm-hmm. You call it the unpopular show. That's a joke, right? right. I mean, that's, it's because, it's because no. the stuff that people, that's because the stuff that people want to, want to see are, it's not that stuff. It's not the stuff that's real. It's right. not the stuff that people exactly. don't want to, people shy away from those things. And so I, I applaud mm-hmm. your, I applaud the title of your show and I applaud what you're both doing. I absolutely agree with you about, um, you know, how we can as individuals, you know, help with this matter because we can't, we can't rely on, on the, on the news and the media because it, you know, even to, even in this day and age, people talk about fake news. That That's, that's right. upsetting, right? When we're, when we're young and we're, we're taught that, you know, doctors are always right and the news is always right. And, and, and all these, it's just not truth anymore. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I, I feel like it's, I, and I think it's important that we are ex- exposing that it's not truth because the, the more you expose things that are that aren't true, the more God light shines and it shows how important He is in each person's life and how much they really do need Him because that that is the only truth that I know to be certain mm. as far as my walk, you know right. and. And so I think that's I think that's very important to have it have it exposed and people coming out and saying how they feel and and, and really getting down to what's really important. Like what's really important to you in your day to day life. Like I know Roberto asks his kids that all the time. Like what do you want to be? Mm. What's important to you? What makes you who you are? Like I hear him ask these questions, and I mean it it, it makes me think about things. As well, like who wow. am I, and what am I doing in, in my life to be different, mm. and, and that exposes the things that aren't real in my life. And we all see it every day when we wake up and, and look in the mirror. And right. you know, we know what the world sees, but hey, when you're in that bathroom by yourself and you see yourself as who you are supposed to be, you know, you're, right. you're really nothing, to be honest. And so that's why we have to lean on Him, God, to to help us. A lot of times, you know, right. to help us handle the truth, because that, that's what we have to learn to do. I feel is handle the truth, and right. I think racism is a way of not being able to handle that. There are people different than you. There are different ethnic groups. There may be someone smarter than you, but don't be intimidated by that person because you have your own gifts. And I think that racism just suppresses those uh, suppresses that. And it, you know, I just I was just thinking as I was thinking about the topic, like we are afraid of what we don't understand, and and mm, when we can't comprehend right. it, we run away from it. So it, it reminds me of school. Hey, I hated math so because I didn't understand it. I didn't like right. English because I hated to read. You know, so instead right. of learning about it, it was easier for me to label it as hating it, or you know, and right. that made me I might not. 
you know, I wouldn't excel in school because I hated the subject all because I didn't understand it. I think that's a lot of what it is with people. We hate right. people we don't huh? understand because of what we see. And then that affects another person because of my daughter hears that or Roberto children right. hear that. Someone outside, and they're like, oh, he hates. I look up to this guy, and he hates math. Well, I guess I should hate it too. And that's how I turn right. into, well, I guess I should hate that person as well because that's my dad. So I shouldn't understand much. Islam because I'm a Christian or I shouldn't understand Buddhism because I'm a Muslim, you know, even though you may not accept right. those beliefs, you should still understand them because that's respecting that person and what they believe wow. because the ultimate thing is to respect each individual as a human being. Right. Wow. Well, you may not have liked not English, but you, you are certainly a very good speaker and you certainly <laughs> have it very well. So. <laughs> I would not say that anymore. That is in your past, and and we are just talking about here and now. But uh, go go ahead, Roberto. I, I interrupted you. I apologize. Uh, no, no, you didn't. I was just saying it. That was, that was kind of great. You know, I mean, it's hard to follow up with this guy. You know, that's why I always go first. <laughs> <laughs> oh, whatever, man. A tough tough guy to follow, but yeah, man, it's it's definitely wow, man. I mean. But he is tough to follow. I agree. Yeah, he is. He is. It's, it's real. And I think that we are, first of all, we're taking, we're going in the right direction because and I'll tell the this a lot that, you know, we can't be afraid to discuss things, you know. We can't be afraid of offending each other. We, I mean, that's the only way that we'll surpass certain things is if we talk about it amongst those that aren't like us. So when when we come to a bridge, I may need you to help me cross this bridge because you have a different background than me. Man, you know how to do something differently than you know than what I'm used to, and that's how I approach racism. You know, I, I you know we have to talk about it. We have to sit down and we have to be able to have an open dialect about certain situations without being offended. And I think right. that's how we attack that problem. So definitely right. a discussion point we have to address it yeah so well you may you may be uh you may say that you have to go after um it's tough to go after Demarius but after while after looking mm-hmm. at your facebook in the last couple of days i'm not sure i agree with uh-huh. that your your uh <laughs> your your little show on the on the chair the bow what what's it called the uh what, what is <laughs> which, what what oh, we're talking what about are you guys Bo Blackman. Blackman. Yes. (laughs) I'm I'm telling you, I I mean, for anybody who's listening, you have to check out Roberto's Facebook page and follow him. He is hysterical (laughs) on his chair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's important. You know, we have to laugh and we talk about this. You know, we're we're a couple of serious guys when, when we're in the situation where it needs it calls for us to be serious, but you know, you have to understand in life you have to rejoice. You have to have that release and it's healthy, you know, it it just brings you back into that certain calm. What it brings me back. I love to laugh and and he'll tell you, the will tell you I I'm always consider myself a comedian, but last night he didn't think yeah. so, but <laughs> No last I really appreciated last night. I, I loved the um I loved the red towel. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was kind of, it was, it was sweat. Yeah. You were sweating. So it, was it, nice it must time. be hot over in Texas right now. Yeah, it's oh, yeah. hot in Texas right now. Yeah. <clears throat> Um, well, I have a question for both of you, and this is, uh, okay. you know, it's, it's, it's difficult for me to even say this word. And I've, I've mm-hmm. asked a few of my African-American friends what, what their thought is on this word. I find the word nigger to be offensive to all, uh-huh. at least to, I, I would think most people. That word is used so loosely this, in this day and age, and I don't understand it. And it, okay. I asked a couple of my friends about it, and they said, well, we're trying to recreate the word and make it more endearing. Now, I 100% and I agree with that, and it, it, nobody, nobody cares what I think about it, but I just want to understand why that word is okay to say. All right. Do you want to take this from the marriage? <laughs> no, go ahead, bro. <laughs> okay, well, okay, well, okay, well, this is and, – and, to you, the the word it is offensive, I guess, in a way. But okay, honestly, you know, within let's say a certain community, say well, the African American community, well, it it's more of like the person said. I wouldn't say an endearment of the word. They want to make it, you know, the context in which you use the word. You know, there are certain ways that. You know, if you're caught, if you're upset with me, and you you know you yell across the word, I mean, yell across the room, you uh, nigger or whatever. Yeah, of course it's offensive because you mean it in a derogatory way. Now, casually having a conversation, and this is from you know because I'm African American, so I I can tell you about this right. that if I'm in a room with let's say four or five other people and we're talking and they say and they say hey. That's my nigga, you know, with the GDA instead of ER on the end. Mm-hmm. Then uh-huh. that's the the endearment. That's where that comes from. You know, it's the way you use the word. You know, and if you use it in a certain way, then yes, it's going to be offensive. And I've I've heard, you know, I've had been around plenty of other ethnic groups that use the word, and you know, it, I haven't I haven't gotten offended because you know they'll call their own brother or nephew that the nigger right. instead of you right. know. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? So I do get what you're saying. I do get what you're saying. You no, I understand that, but it came it came from such a difficult time in our history and it did. I just, yes it did. And I just and I just would never want anybody to be offended in any regard and so I, I personally have always been taught and I would I, I wouldn't use the word and so when I hear it so casually mm-hmm. it makes me kind of cringe because I think well, to generations of people, that word brings up such a negative connotation. I just, I, I, and, and I don't want, you know, and I, and I don't understand why it's so loosely thrown out there. And that's the only reason I, I ask because I, I want to. Yeah. Uh-huh. Go ahead. Yeah. And I understand I just, that because I don't understand. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Dick. No, go ahead, brother. Go ahead. No, <laughs> no go I'm ahead. just saying that I understand her. I was just, just going to say that I agree with her. I don't understand why it's so loosely, uh, loosely used, and that's all I was going to say. But mm. yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, I think to add to what he said, what he said was, I, you know, for the African American community, specifically speaking, like we have 
endeared a lot over, you know, especially especially since America became America. Um, but it reminds me of the Bible verse where it said, "Whatever you know, what you meant for evil, God made it good." And I think that's what, even though we still struggle mm-hmm. with, within our own community, um, we, the ones that are trying to do right, they do a right. good job of taking anything and making it great. Like I, I think about like. I grew up eating like chitlins and neck bones and things of that nature. But, you know, back then they had to eat it because they had to eat it. And then like down the line, it became a tradition. And now it's like a delicacy, or, or, you know, so different parts of the meat that the white folks at the time or the slave masters didn't want, they gave to right. us. And so we took it and made it work for us. Mm. And, and I think that's what we do a lot of times, even with the word, I don't like to compare it to what I said, but that's what people have done. They have made it a way, in a way, you know, like enduring in a way to us, you know. So it's like we've taken on so much that we try to turn anything, like Jesus turning water into wine. That's what a lot of us try to do. And I think that is one reason why our community, like people fear our community because the, what they're capable of, but they don't fear us because of what we're capable of doing to ourselves constantly. Yes, so yes, it's like yes. that, that's the wow. battle that we have internally, like every day. And, um, wow. you know, so I feel like that's what we are good at doing. And if we get that word out there and let, let people understand that, look where you came from, look at what you are still going through. But look at what you have done. Like that that's a right. good message for the African American community and other communities because everyone has persevered and conquered something. You know, but that's right. what life's about. It's life about ups and downs and conquering and living and conquering something else and failing and conquering again. But you know, so right. I, I just right. that's how I look at it. So I think that's one of the ways like Roberto said, we've like you you won't call me a nigger like ever, because if you do that, then that will be a problem. But if you said if, if I did? in terms of endearment, <laughs> no, I mean anyone. Like if you want, if I want, if a person come to me with the N I G G E R word, like oh, that's a no, problem. No, no. no I know oh. I'm not. I'm not talking. I'm just saying in general. But like, yeah, you know, N I G G A is is it's a little. I can swallow that right. a little better, you know. But you know, some people don't even like that. But for me, I mean. It's like we yeah. grew up with it. I, I, we listen to hip hop, and we hear it. You know, they've 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 made it popular to say. Yeah, it, made it. Know, yeah, so. they've made it popular. Absolutely. Yeah, well, so. you know, oftentimes when pe- oftentimes when people are bitten by a snake, the antidote is made from the venom, right? Yeah. It's the same right. thing. So, you know, it's right. it's really it it's really the same thing. Yeah, that's a good quote. I like that, that. That's that is a very good. Yeah, that was that was great. That's powerful. Yeah. <laughs> that is. Yeah, that it's powerful, great. right? But it's 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 basically mm-hmm. turning, you know, good from from evil, and uh, you know, the the devil's a liar, and just because you feel the pain, or you know, you you've got the you got bit, or something attacks you, and the, a word hurts you, it's it's often you know the the pain of recovery is. Is, is what really matters, right? You're, you're still mm-hmm. recovering. Exactly. It's, it's mm-hmm. the pain of recovery. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but it's interesting that you both, the way you both said that, because, and uh, it would be interesting if we had somebody 20 years older on the show. Right. Them that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they wouldn't like what yeah, we're saying. They wouldn't like it, right? Yeah, and I think, I think, 
what? I, I think to be yeah, I think to be respectful, we have to we have to think about all generations, right? And and future generations, mm-hmm. we have a responsibility, like you both said. Right. Yeah, we do. We do. We. I mean, they all follow. Generations behind us are going to follow. You know, our. I'll, I mean, our lead, and we you know we're following the generation in front of us. So I mean, we only know what yeah. history has taught us. So. Um, Roberto, let me ask you a question because I just absolutely okay. love um, I love what you say about make fatherhood a trend. I love that. I just uh-huh. love it. I cling to it. I, I admire you. <laughs> thank you. I just want to shout it from the rooftop. Um, <laughs> oh, thank how you. Did, I mean, really, it's so encouraging and it's so uh, it, it's just so beautiful. And I, I just applaud you. And I'm so mm-hmm. I'm, I don't know you, and I'm very proud of you. And it doesn't matter. But I I just think um, uh-huh. it's so important. That is such an important issue. And I, I feel like that's news, newsworthy, right? I feel like we need to be posting that. I feel like we need to be social media and meaning that, that quote everywhere. Right. And, right. Um, I agree. How do you, how do you, how did you get to that message? I mean, did you have a father well, that was around? Did you not have a father that was around? Obviously you are a father that's doing a great job. Right. Yes. Okay. Well, I had actually was one of the lucky few. I had two fathers. Mm. I had a stepfather and I had my biological father. They both were around. But, you know, just real quick to touch on that, you know, they both taught me different lessons. You know, some people learn how to be a man from their father. I learned how to be a man from my stepfather. But wow. you know, I, my father was still around, though. He, he was He was there when we needed him and, you know, we did things with him, but he didn't teach me how to be a man, and right. I think it's important because after my father, my biological father, should be listening right now, and you know he always tell me, "Hey son, I wish I had a father like you." So wow, you know, that's that's kind of where that yeah. So with the back, that's where that comes from. So my thing, my where where make fatherhood a trend comes from is, you know, we want great men, you know, we want great fathers. And to be a great father, you have to be a great man. And I mm. think that when you have a child, you know, that kind of strengthens you. It, it turns you into something else. It's like, you know, when Bruce Banner becomes the hawk, you know, he's angry. So I think that the child kind of tones that anger down and, you know, the Bruce Banner goes away. You know, we want fathers because, you know, only one that's, that's the one group that I feel who can – Lead and lead, you know, wisely is a father who has something to kind of calm him down with being his child. So if we make fatherhood a trend, then, you know, a lot of things that we go through on a day-to-day basis will kind of disappear, you know, because we right. will all be living for our children. So. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, I how how do you get your message out through just through social media? Do you write? Yeah, do you so- speak? There people in your community. Yeah, well, we have. I have uh, my uh, social media: Instagram, Facebook, and I also have which my I won't. Yeah, social media. That'll be it. And you know, through the community, and I have a lot of. Uh, I said, you know, I do T-shirts, so I have a website, but it's under construction right now. So, but it should be up here in about two days. So. What's the what's but the yeah, website called? So our, 
www.makefatherhoodatrend.com. Okay, well, we're, we're looking forward yeah. to that getting out uh, out from under construction. So we'll look at <laughs> <Yeah>. that. Yeah. <laughs> no, and, and, you know, I, well, I was yeah. I was listening yeah. I was listening to you know him, and uh, we've talked about this before. Like with social media, we know like for the most part it's a facade, and like people are posting things because. They may not, no one at home is telling them that they like them or love them. So they get the love and the likes from the people that they never see. And, you know, and, wow. and I say, and I say a lot of times, you know, people in life don't realize that they post and do things on social media and in life because of or in spite of their fathers. So, wow. you know, we do, we do a lot of things because we, we had a father to make them pr- proud or in spite of the situation that we came out of, because most people do have their, you know, their mother. And I think a lot of times we do those things because I want to, I want to show him or I want to show him, wow. you know, to make him proud and wow. or, or to make him feel bad, feel, you know, become sorrowful for the things that they didn't do in our, in, in our lives. And, um, you know, especially young children, like you see it, like, and I see it in my daughter's face. I know you see it in these kids' faces. And all my friends, I know you see them with children. Like a lot of times, they do things and make sure that you're watching them. Because just like they fall and they cry. Like if you don't look at them, they won't cry. But if you look at them and you pick them up, oh, right. they're going to they're gonna right. put on a show. Because it's, they love that feeling of being loved, you know. Because that's all yeah. they want at the end of the day. And I think that's why we do a lot of things. From, and that's why I support them as much as I can. And yeah, make fatherhood a trend because it, it, it needs to be. It needs to be popular because Father's Day is coming up and it's never popular. It does need to be popular. They don't push it yeah. on TV. You know, they don't do, they don't have a lot of initiatives to push fatherhood. And I think it's by design, mm-hmm. obviously. I mean, we, we've, we've crippled ourselves, you know, being, you know, through prison and dying and things of that nature. But it, it's, it needs to be pushed more. And it's only going to happen if we make it, you know, Make it popular again. You gotta make it popular. You gotta make it popular. On, on the unpopular that's, that's show, you're gonna make it popular again. Yes, we will. <laughs> on the unpopular show, you're gonna make fatherhood popular again. Well, I'm 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 behind you. I I'm looking forward to that. But I I love Demaris. I love how you talk about social media. And one time you said to me that really it doesn't matter how many likes you have. God is really the, what did you say about God and social media? I can't really, I don't want to misquote you. Oh, oh I, well, I know it, it never, it doesn't matter um, if I get likes or I don't get likes because what matters is that I'm doing what God wants me to do. And I mean, that's, that's it. As long as he likes me, likes me, I know I'm in good, I'm good. I'm in good shape. So as long as he, as long as he approves what I do, that's all that matters, really. I mean, and, I mean, it is a plus when people do say, "Hey, man, keep up the good work, do a good job." It is a plus, but but if it never happened, no one, if I never hear an applause or anything like that, I'm satisfied and I'm confident in what I'm doing because I know it's what he wants me to do. It's what he asked of me, right? So it's it's all good. So that's why me and Roberto in the unpopular show is like, "Hey, man." It gets frustrating, but you just keep going. Right. That's all we say every day. Like just keep going. So yeah, yeah keep right. working there. And, and you're, you're, you're both. <laughs> 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 oh, boy, you're yeah. both. 
you're both doing a great job. But it also is important to use your social media, even though it, it, it's not important, but it is important because your messages are being able to come across to people. And we are really right. the daughters and daughters and sons of the Lord are meant to recruit, and we are meant to bring people with us. And all of the trials and tribulations that we go through, all of the judgment and the and the difficulties and all of the stuff that's happened to us yesterday, we're supposed to we're, we turn it around and we and we renew our mind today, and we bring people with us and give them hope. And what you're doing in your social media, which is why it is important, is trying to transform minds. You're trying to recruit people to, you know, make fatherhood a trend and to, you know, be God lovers and to do the right thing and to take men from boys to men, to kings. And, and so all those things are important, and, and that's why social media in that regard is important. So it's kind of confusing, right? Yeah, right. We yeah. need it, we need it, but we don't need it, but we need it. <laughs> yeah, we do. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I understand exactly where you're from. It's a voice without a platform. You know, it, it gives you an opportunity to get out there without anyone really knowing you. But they can get to know you through social media. And, right, and understand your message. So, yeah. Yes, say, and we're, we're, we're getting, yeah, we're, we're getting to know both of you on your uh, on your show, the Unpopular Show, and I'm really enjoying all the hats. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. You know, that just that that just happened. That wasn't planned. So, you know, we kinda of wore a hat the first couple of first couple of times and we just said, Hey, you know what? Let's keep going with the hats. So, yeah. Well, maybe I, maybe well, that hat company to help us out. <laughs> well, you know, I'm, well, I'm gonna put it out yeah, I'm gonna put it out there that all the NFL, all the NBA, all those companies, all those different teams need to send you guys, the unpopular live show, all of their gear. <laughs> There yes. you go. Because you, because <laughs> you guys will wear it. We will. We sure I'll wear will. It. No problem. <laughs> yes. Well, I'm looking for. I'm looking forward to that day too. But both of you, I'm, I'm just so incredibly grateful for your time. I'm grateful for the mission that you're doing, and I'm grateful for the topic that you chose. That you chose. <laughs> 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 Thank you for enlightening me because I want to learn too and I want to do my part in any way I can. So um, I thank yeah, you both for coming on this show and I hope you can come again. And um, anyway, keep going. Keep going and I will uh, continue to watch both of your success. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you for having us on today. Thank you.